going on? It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Sophia Scott over Zoom video. Sophia was born and raised in Boulder, Colorado. She talks about how she got into music. She picked up piano lessons at a very early age and then ended up playing guitar in middle school. But she was always a singer, actually had a couple groups, girl groups, while growing up. She started writing songs at a very, very early age, I think like 12 or so. They put a record out, her and her girl group. She talks to us about that. She lived in San Diego for a while, which is awesome. We talked a bit about San Diego. Obviously, I'm from there and my family's from there. She went to college there. And San Diego's where she really started to go out and perform at different open mic nights. And she started her YouTube channel in San Diego. That carried with her when she moved back to Colorado and eventually landed in Los Angeles. That's where she started writing songs and releasing her own music for the first time. She talked about her move to Nashville and all about the most recent song she's been releasing and her debut EP. You can watch the interview with Sophia Scott on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. We would love it if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Music, it'd be amazing if you follow us there as well. And if you have time, leave us a five-star review. That'd be amazing. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Sophia Scott. So this podcast is about you, uh, your journey in music, and we'll talk about the new music you have coming out and how you got to where you are now. Love it. Great. Sweet. So uh, first off, where were you born and raised? I was born in Boulder, Colorado, and uh, I lived there pretty much my whole life. Um, And then I went to uh, school in San Diego. Did you really? I'm from mm-hmm. San Diego. That's so Are awesome. you? Yeah. Oh, nice. Where Did are you, you from? To, I'm from uh, North County, like okay, Ranch cool. Mosquitoes area. Did nice. you go to San Diego State? Or? Yes. Yeah. Did you really? That's so <laughs> yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Did you go to San Diego State? No. Yeah. Be, okay. I went to Cal State San Marcos, which was the okay. north side of it. Mm-hmm. And it was weird because when I was going to school and growing up, um, San Diego State was like super impacted, which it still is, I'm sure. Right. Uh, but San Marcos was such a new school that they wanted people to go there, especially mm-hmm. if you lived in San Diego. So if you lived north of the 56 freeway, yeah, you had basically it was near impossible to get into San Diego State unless you had like straight A's. But if you lived south of the 56, it was just like getting easy to get into just like a, you know, your home state school, but it (laughs) was really hard to get into San Marcos. Actually, I don't even know if they had limitations for San Marcos just because they wanted people to go there. Right. So I wanted to go to San Diego State, but I just didn't have the (laughs) the grades. I mean, yeah, I was going to say I definitely did not need straight A's to get in, but I was out of state. So, well, yeah, they let people from everywhere else had it. It wasn't the same standards, which is just bizarre because they wanted people to go north. Um, But Anyway, I wish I would have went there. I knew a lot yeah. of people that live south of me that got a chance to go to San Diego yeah. State. <laughs> yeah, it was a good. It was a good time. That's cool. That is cool. Yeah. Uh, I hung out there a lot. Partied there a lot. Yeah, yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you grew up in Boulder, Colorado. Talk to me about that a little bit. Yeah. Um. I. Well. I my parents split up when I was like in fourth grade, and so I lived like 
split time between the two of them. Um, my dad lived on one side of town. I mean, they were like 20 minutes apart. So, I mean, it was a, it was, yeah, I don't know. It was difficult to navigate at first, just like sure. in the middle school, high school years, splitting a home. But, um, you know, that it ended up all being for the best. I'm sure we'll get into talking about this a little bit because it's kind of the basis of my newest song that's coming out. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was a good time. It was, you know, very liberal area. Um mm-hmm. But, you know, not a lot of diversity, I guess. I don't know. I, I wish there that's like one thing that I, I guess, w- wish there had been. And, and like, especially in my high school, it was like very, uh, I don't know how to say it, but liberal white community. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, and all the things that came along with that. But, you know, it was it was good. I think that, you know, I, I wouldn't change it for the world. I, w- I was able to grow up and go skiing um, on the weekends because we were so close to the mountains and uh, very thankful for that. So mm-hmm. I want to ask some more questions there, but I'm curious. Yeah. Why did you decide to go to San Diego State? So my family lives. I have a bunch of family that lives in Coronado. Um, oh, ooh, yeah. very nice. I know, very, very bougie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, and also just like all around kind of San Diego area and just California. Like my dad's from California. Okay. Um, he, my dad's from Northern California, but um, so I, I like always was just in love with San Diego. We went there pretty much once a year for a family reunion, and um, That's cool. so it was kind of like a second home to me. And so go, um, so growing up, I was just always like, I want to be in California and by the beach. And so I applied to like a bunch of different schools in California and then San Diego just ended up being the place that stuck. And I felt like, oh, if I, you know, need to call family, like they're close by, which I didn't really end up doing once I was actually in college, you know how it (laughs) goes, but it's nice to have the comfort, you know, knowing that it's there. Totally. Totally. Well, that's, yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's really cool that you decided to come to San Diego state and I mean, Coronado. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah. 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 We, so our family reunions are in Coronado, which was, you know, quite a treat and a very um, privileged place to have a reunion. Yeah. My wife's friend's parents have a property there and it's insane. God. Like, I know. Yeah. People think like, you know, La Jolla or like, I mean, region from Rancho Santa Fe is insane, but like mm-hmm. you see the houses in Coronado and like, not only are they amazing and gigantic, but they're literally on the beach and the beach in Coronado is like vacant uh, a, for the most part. I was going to say, it's just like gorgeous. Yeah. Vacant is a good term. It's, it's like, I think it's getting a little more crowded as time goes on because people are discovering it more, but willing yeah. to f- drive over that gnarly bridge to get right. there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the <laughs> peninsula <laughs> yeah um okay well do you have any sub- siblings real quick mm, curious mm-hmm. okay yes so i have a um also in regards to the song uh but yes i have a little brother who's my real brother i guess and then i have a stepbrother and a stepsister that okay. um, are from my yeah my dad both my parents ended up getting remarried um to fabulous people and um my stepmom has two kids that are like essentially the same age as me and my brother. So oh, uh, wow. that was really fun. It could have mm-hmm. ended up being because we all basically it's from like eighth grade for me on through high school. We all lived together. So that was interesting and could have been, you know, <laughs> disaster. it could have gone, gone one of two ways. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it ended up being really great. And we're all super close now. Like I, I consider them 
you know, I, I just call them my brother and sister, but sure. technically they're my stepbrother and sister. Okay. And what about music yeah. in your household? Anyone else musical? Yeah. Um, so going back to the family reunion thing, um, my, I wonder if you know, actually being from San Diego, um, do you ever know the Beat Farmers? Have you ever heard of the Beat Farmers? The, honestly, the name does sound familiar. Yeah, they they played around town a bunch, but it's my uncle Joey uh, and his he's well. The band kind of broke up, but they're uh, he still plays around town, but um, they so our family reunions were very musical. And my uncle Nicky, who was also in Coronado, was in uh, the Kingston Trio. I don't know if you're familiar. I, I actually know that band. Yeah. 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 OK. Yeah, they were they were very big in their time um mm-hmm. and so that is like as far as like the musical background goes that is that was there and um at our family reunions we always like put on basically my uncle joey who's in the beat farmers would put on like he would play guitar and everyone sings like everyone has a good voice everyone's musical i'll say my immediate family like my mom and my dad are not necessarily musical like my mom really can't sing um she likes music like we always grew up with music being in the house and uh my dad is decent uh, he has a decent voice but like they definitely music was like a huge part of our household um mm-hmm. whether they like sang and played instruments that wasn't necessarily the case but there was always music going they were always like doing music trivia on me and making sure that I knew like, this is this song. This is who wrote it. This is like, you know, oh, that's and, cool. Yeah. So, I mean, I, it was always, a, it was always around, I guess. Mm-hmm. I did and- have a nanny growing up who was, I guess, like when I really think about it. And I thought about this the other day for the first time, cause I guess I had sort of forgotten cause she, you know, I was so young, but she was, um, she was kind of like a, I guess she was like rock and roll, but she was my nanny from like until I was maybe like seven years old and her name was Sky. Her name is Sky. And she had like one of the most beautiful voices and she would always sing me the little mermaid going to sleep. Okay. And she, she really got me into music. So I would like, I would attribute a lot of my like musical fascination to her. Okay. That's really cool. And what about like playing an instrument? How did that, or when did that come into your life? So my mom, my mom does play piano and she okay. always, uh, she grew up playing and she, I, I wish she would play more. She's like very shy about playing, but um, so she kind of made me play piano at a young age, but, and I kick myself now because I stopped playing because I, I just, I was so young and my teacher was like wanting me to play classical and you know, it was just oh, very yeah. like by the book <laughs> and not super fun. And so mm-hmm. I was like, please don't make me go to piano. And like, I was just not that into it. And then I finally switched to guitar. Um, and then I forget exactly what happened. I had like a couple guitar lessons with like a, a few different teachers. And then I ended up just sort of like teaching myself with like YouTube channel. Uh, okay. I guess, lessons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how, I, how old I still, when you got the guitar? Sorry. When I got the, oh, no, you're fine. Uh, I guess like when I was in like eighth grade, it's probably like a middle schoolish okay. area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I stopped playing piano like elementary school and then I probably took like a couple years off and my parents were like, you have to do something. You have to, you know, because I always was, a, I always sang and I was obsessed with music and they were like, well, you need to play an instrument and, you know, 
So I was like, okay, well, guitar is like the cool thing to do. So I'm going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So now I, and during quarantine, I, um, my friend who moved left me his keyboard and I hadn't touched it for like two years. And then during quarantine, I was like, maybe I'll pick up the piano. And it was funny because actually a lot of the muscle memory sort of came back from like years past. Um, And so now I'm, yeah, now I'm like all in on piano and I've been sort of doing the YouTube kind of lessons thing again and just looking at tabs and such on online and and picking that back up. So now I'd say I play a little bit of both. (laughs) Sure. That's cool. And then you have the ear for it now, right? You can hear if it sounds like you're in playing the right chord or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. I do wish that I had stuck with piano because I feel like I would have been more technically trained, but I've heard this story before, though, you know, know. a lot of people stopping, but it always comes down to the teacher, right? It's always like, and then I didn't want to play because this person like, like either, you know, they slapped my hands if I didn't, wasn't sitting correctly or they made me play all this trash. I didn't want to play. I mean, you could make a killing if you're a piano teacher and we're like, what do you want to learn how to play? And then just really included them. I know it's so true. And I feel like now, like, because I feel like when I was growing up, that's just like, it wasn't even really an option or like they hadn't really gotten into, there wasn't like, I feel like the internet was just coming up. So like there wasn't like tabs. I don't know. I feel like it's just, we've come a long way as far as like, I'm sure, you know, now they realize, oh, we got to get kids to play the shit they want to (laughs) play. Right, right. Or they can just go on YouTube and learn and then I'm out of a paycheck. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, true, true. There is is something to be said about having someone sitting there with you and like actually teaching you as opposed to learning just online. It's not especially like especially if you're a very very beginner it's you want someone to show you like the the scales right and even if you're like guitar like how to push the strings down correctly and i mean you could try to fumble along and follow but not necessarily sound anywhere close to what the person's doing (laughs) on the the youtube video um well so you get the guitar start playing guitar in middle school when do you start writing songs so I was writing songs long before I was playing any instruments. I think um, so I had a, I had a, a girl band growing up when I was in like elementary school and I, we were convinced we were going to be like the next Spice Girls or um, Bewitched. I don't know if people remember Bewitched, but we were obsessed with Bewitched. Um, <laughs> and uh, we were called the Candy Girls. And my dad, God bless him, was like our biggest fan and got us like I think it was like a friend of a friend but she did like a full photo shoot with us and we had like actual CDs made and we went into like a proper recording studio and recorded two of our songs wow Um, but yeah we like we were very in it like when I think back on it we had all of these and I still have you know my dad kept a folder of all of our songs and there was like 20 songs and they all have (laughs) They all have like cutouts. We would always make like collages of like the Bop magazines. I don't know. Oh, if sure. Those, but oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Like the, all those magazines when they were the thing and so cool. And we would cut out pictures of like Mandy Moore and like post like glue them onto the lyric sheets and like have like bubbles coming out of the of the people, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the, it's really fun to look back at all the lyric sheets because they look like works of art. But um. Yeah. So I was writing music to go back to that question uh, since I was in like 
second grade probably just I don't even I didn't know what the hell I was writing about like I mm-hmm. thought that I knew what love meant or was but I was just kind of following like the storylines I guess of what the pop princesses were singing about and just like wrote my own versions of that we had a song called cool coffee shop um and it was basically like <laughs> that's actually night. a pretty solid title <laughs> yeah i know i know it's honestly timeless title a timeless title and we go we we listen back now we still sing it at the family reunion i love how the family reunion has been like a common theme in this <laughs> interview i never talk about it but uh, yeah the san diego we all we all still sing the um my cousins and i also had a band that was like adjacent to the candy girls because we would sing. i would like go to the family reunion and sing them all my songs and then we would all perform them at the family reunion and our band was called the pink chicks <laughs> okay <laughs> but you had your own original song i mean to have a, yeah. a f- yeah. folder of what you said 20 songs or so mm-hmm. and were they just like did you have full like everyone was playing an instrument or was it more like a girl group like pop you know, group like that yeah no we didn't we just like didn't no one played an instrument we just like sang all of it together which is weird to think about but then when we did the when we did the proper recording of all the of the two songs or our, our demo ep mm-hmm. um uh i like we had some someone hired i don't i have no idea i have to ask my dad like where these musicians came from but he must have hired or <laughs> had friends hired like a pianist like a drummer like all these people came and played wow. along with our songs like they had melody and they did everything but they're yeah they're, we never had any instruments that were a part of it <laughs> That's cool, though, to have yeah. that recording. I mean, wow. Yeah, it's 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 really something. I'll I'll <laughs> release it at some point. You know, you should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So, well, after this group and like you're moving on, you get the guitar. You're playing guitar. Like, when do you kind of start? Like, are you playing out as a solo artist at all, or did you have a band through high school? So in high school, I was like, I was in the choir. We had a. I was in the. It was called um, the Madrigals. It was like an all girls choir. Um, And I was in that. And so I kind of dabbled, I guess, you know, I I, throughout high school, I was still writing my own music, but I was just like being a high schooler. I don't think I I was fully knowing what I was going to do with music at that point. I was involved in choir and like a couple plays and you know, like the drama programs throughout high school. And I still wrote on my own, but I never fully went for it until I, when I went to San Diego, I would play like, I would play for friends. And then they, I think that really when I was in San Diego was when my friends were like, you need to really do something with this. Like you should go to LA and like try to like make this really happen. And I always wanted to, like, it was always my dream. I guess I just kind of not got discouraged, but a little bit, I guess, you know, with feeling like it was a really hard thing to achieve, which I mean, I know even more about how hard it is to achieve now, but Mm -hmm. I just was like, you know, I'm going to college. My, I feel like my dad was like, you really need to get a real career and at least have a solid foundation before you really try to do that. He's always been my biggest fan and, you know, supportive of my dreams, but he was like, you need a backup plan, essentially. You're right. Um, so just being I, a dad, like, okay. Just well, being a dad, yes. Yeah. yes I exactly. want to have something, yeah, if this doesn't work <laughs> yeah. out. Right. Yeah, and so, but, you know, I always kept at it. I, I played around, like, a couple different, um, like, just kind of, like, open mic nights in San Diego where I'd play songs or covers or whatever. And, um, and 
And then when, like out when I got out of college, I I wanted to work in music. So I was like I was volunteer not volunteering, but I did an internship with this um, music festival company and that I had moved back home to Colorado when I was doing this and it was like a summer program and the my boss had seen because I had started a YouTube channel so I was like posting covers and stuff on YouTube like throughout college and um she had seen me post I think on like my Facebook or something a, a video of me singing a Beyonce cover and she was like what the hell are you doing working for me? Like, you need to be like the girl. She was like, you need to be doing this for you. Like, you need to be this the star or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah. Like, she was like, what are you doing behind the scenes helping me? And so then I really thought about it. And I had, I don't know, it had been just like a common narrative in my head. And finally, I was like, okay, I'm going to make this happen. My, I don't know. I was like, I'm back home. Why am I back here? I, I want to go. And so then I and my roommate um, from college started working for Universal Music Group and Interscope Records in LA. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you need to move back here and, and make this happen. So I moved back here, back back to LA. And, or I hadn't moved, I, I guess, back to California. Mm-hmm. And and then just, that was when I really started started making it happen for myself. Wow, wow. Yeah, yeah your covers yeah. are awesome. I love the Halsey cover you did, actually. Like, oh, I was thank you. to that one earlier. Yeah, it's really good. Know. What, what, what song was Bad at Love? Yeah, you did Bad at Love. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So when you were playing, even around San Diego, do you remember where you were playing? What open mics? The stats? Uh, It was like in PB, like something in PB. Um, uh, And then, God, I can't, I'm so, I can't remember any of the bars names or like any of the, um, it's all right. Beachwood. I don't know. Yeah. PB bars. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I'm trying I to think can't. PB. I don't like, even know well, that place has changed there. so much. Yeah, I know. It's, it's totally I, I different. Know. Yeah, it's it's wild. Like going back, I'm like, whoa, what happened to like all of this? It's just I know. weird. It's kind of sad. Yeah. Um. Okay. So you moved to LA. What year did you move to LA? Twenty third, twenty fourteen, twenty thirteen, or fourteen. Okay. Yeah. So you get out to Los Angeles. You have a obviously have a handful of songs at this point. And what like what do you do? Yeah. You, your friend yeah, works so he worked in the at, industry um, or yeah yeah he Interscope. worked in the industry i mean he you know it's not like he could really plug me in there he was like on the marketing brand partnership side of things but sure. he did have kind of just insight into you know i was so 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 green to the mm-hmm. entire thing and just really had no idea what I was getting myself into. And I think I just, I thought like, oh, you moved to LA, you like, do, I don't know, like play your songs for a couple of people and you become famous. And like, that's it. And there was, I was in for a rude awakening with that. But, um, you know, I'm grateful for all that I learned. And I think, um, yeah, so he, he would kind of help me out like strategically as far as like what covers to post like I was really into my YouTube channel at this point and like trying to get it because I had seen so many people like you start a YouTube channel and then they get discovered from their YouTube channel like you know Ariana Grande and like all these all these young Tori Kelly yeah Yeah. exactly um and exactly so I was that was kind of my and that was the one thing that I felt like I had control over like you know, in this business, it's you, you really don't have control over much. It's kind of like up to everybody else where you go. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
you know, like you'll, you'll take a meeting and then you'll hear nothing or you hear something and then you're just like waiting. I feel like you're just constantly waiting and hoping on other people to make the decision in the right direction for you. And so this YouTube channel became like my safe place, I feel like, because I was like, oh, okay, this is something that I can do that I have control over and I can be the deter like there's a determining factor here of like what song I put out and how I do it and like, you know, where it goes. And I feel like it really was as silly as it sounds. It was like the thing that got me in and got me hooked up with new writers because then writers and producers would find the YouTube channel or like, you know, I tried out for the voice a long time ago and they had found me on YouTube and um, just like that was kind of the, the way it was, I guess. I mean, I mm -hmm. think it still is maybe not as much, but now it's TikTok. TikTok, right. Yeah. yeah. Same, yeah. same thing. <laughs> same thing. Exactly. But yeah. And so I just like really leaned into that. And um, I don't even know where I was going with this. I forget what you asked at the beginning. Oh, I was just wondering because you get to LA and then it's like, okay, now I'm here in this new town. What do yeah. I do now? Exactly. And so, yeah, I, I started, you know, I had to get a side job. I got multiple side jobs. I was, I, um, <laughs> I nannied for a couple different kids like full time. And then I worked at a sports bar and I drove for Uber for a while. Um, and just, I did a bunch of stuff because mm -hmm. obviously I wasn't making any money on music and it's really hard. I feel like when you first start out, you just, until you like put music out or are making any money on music, it's, it's difficult because you also have to have a side job and then you make music your second job when you're done with all the rest of it. And it's, it's a lot. And so I, you know, that was also where I, I was making a little bit of money off of YouTube actually also, which was nice. Okay. Okay. And when um, did you decide to release your own first song? Like, okay. Uh, Cause it sounds like YouTube was just a lot of cover or was covers, right? YouTube was just covers. Yeah. Okay. But, but I guess that yeah, where I was going with that was that YouTube was where I met um, or I guess, cause I had posted a lot of the YouTubes and stuff on other social media platforms. And then I would get messages from like writers and producers being like yo we should write together like have you put out any music yet and so then through that I got connected to a bunch of different people and then that's when I really started like going to sessions and writing with um writing with different writers and producers and then I you know had a finally like a batch of songs that I really liked and I kind of picked the best one and um put together like a music video for it and uh, you know, so I started just kind of and I feel like this was even before or at least it was like really at the beginning when people were starting to just independently release like on Spotify, like it was very much the beginning stages of that. Okay. Um, but so I did it and and then I guess from there it like started building traction and then I had kind of I kind of I can't even remember actually at the beginning, but so I put out or I put out a song called China and then another song. And then that led me to these other writer producers who then are responsible for like majority of my back catalog now. Um, okay. I, I started writing with them a lot and we became kind of like a little trio of songwriters. And I feel like that's when things really started taking off and, you know, Spotify started noticing and like put me on new music Friday and it was all like completely organic and independent and, it was really awesome. And then, you know, as things started continuing and picking up steam, I feel like uh, the more people that I was introduced to were like, but you're like country mm -hmm. and you why aren't you in Nashville? And I was like, 
I, I don't know. I just, I'm in LA <laughs> and I didn't really, you know, I, I just had been there. And so, and from my, and from my YouTube too, people were like, you have like a twangy kind of sound to you. And so I, then I, um, I can't, I guess it was, I forget who the first person was, but basically I started taking trips out to Nashville and doing writing sessions out there. And the more that I, you know, and then I started working with my manager, um, who we've been together for like almost over, a little over three years. And mm -hmm. he was like, because I was started taking meetings in Nashville and publishing meetings and label meetings. And everyone was like, you know, I mean, not everyone, but if if they liked me, they were like, we like you, but you you really need to be here. Like, it's a totally different world. And so I finally in the middle of 2019 was like, I'm going to bite the bullet and move to Nashville. And um, so I've been here ever since. And it's definitely proved to be fruitful. I definitely wish that I had moved sooner, but. That's so funny. I didn't know you were actually in Nashville. I'm in Nashville. Oh, yeah. Too. Are you? I, oh, yeah. hi. <laughs> Do you, are you no just kidding i know i'm like hey yeah uh, yeah that's so funny because i yeah mm -hmm. came from san diego i came from california and uh, i moved here in february of last year my family and i moved here oh my god look at us twins i know <laughs> and i love it here this, <laughs> Me is, too. this is the best, best decision i ever made i couldn't agree more um so that's so that's amazing i did read yeah. that you i mean yeah. being a country girl and you kind of like I, you, I saw a quote. I don't even know if you said it because it's in print uh, about yeah. kind of having like that imposter syndrome because you weren't from the South yet you're writing yeah. these country songs. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I feel like there's a very common misconception in regards to my story that I'm from LA and a California girl. And I, you know, I guess I am to some respect because I lived there for so long, but right. I'm from Colorado, which to me is its own sort of version of country it's not the south but i feel like colorado has like very much country elements to it just just like the state alone it's like do you know what i mean it's like no yeah for sure it's it not has, california yeah. it's not beaches it's not and palm right. trees <laughs> yeah and there's and there's you know like i grew up on a farm essentially with like horses and i you know not that you need that to be country but i guess i just forget because i do and i to go back to that kind of thing that you said about that quote and me having imposter syndrome, I did and I still do, but I feel like I've realized that I just need to know that being from the South or not, I'm a country writer, I'm a country musician and it's its its own thing. You know, I, I call it grungery or Southern pop mm -hmm. lately, like grunge country <laughs> um, because, you know, and I have so many different influences, but I feel like to put me in a box or just to put anyone in a box is just, I don't know, foolish because I feel sure. like, I feel like the genres are all bending and changing all the time, but at my roots, I'm a storyteller and I've always listened to country music and been inspired by it. And, you know, country music, I feel like has helped, helped me so much growing up and helped kind of shape who I am. And so no matter where I'm from, I still am a country, a country mm -hmm. girl. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like everyone has imposter syndrome, especially when it comes yeah. to like creative stuff. Cause it's like, yeah. so, um, you know, like, it's not like very, it's, it, I, I can't think of the word off the top of my head, but it's like mm -hmm. all opinions, you know, it's like you're, yeah. 
for sure. It's all subjective. Yeah. It's subjective was the word That's I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. And I mean, you know, I think being here like and the, the longer that I'm here, the more that I feel like I'm sort of like integrated into it. But I, I get why everyone told me to move here because the, the country's space is it's is its own world in a sense. And I think it's it's really great. It's just kind of it's difficult to tap into, I guess, if you're not in the mix. And mm. I never understood that until I was here and realized how important it is to really be in this mix and and like out playing and, you know, doing the writers rounds and all of those things and meeting all the people. It's just like so important. And it's it's just its own little bubble, I guess, mm -hmm. of, you know. You, uh, yeah, you I totally I mean? agree. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. For sure. That's what, yeah, the publishing companies are here. The, mm -hmm. I mean, you're learning the, the thing I, I was never really huge into, I love country, like the, like the storytelling aspect of it. And that's why I think you're, you're such a great songwriter with, especially with your lyrics. Thank like you. you can write lyrics that are relatable, but not in like, Sometimes I'll hear a country song. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's pretty cheesy. But like, you'll <laughs> you'll write these lyrics that I'm like, wow, like that's a way better way of saying something that like I feel like has maybe not been said before, but like had a similar vein, but like in a big country song that's cheesy. And it's like, oh, like that you accomplished it like a hundred thousand times better. In oh the, my god! In just wow. the way yeah, I'm, I'm dead serious. And then I love how you said you don't put yourself that you shouldn't be put in a box because you shouldn't. I mean knock yourself out. You have a song, you know, two songs with uh, Iggy, 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 Iggy Azalea. I, I can't speak either. Yeah. Uh, but like, you know what I mean? It just, it's not, if somebody put that record on, they wouldn't be like, oh, she's a country artist. Yeah. So yeah. Thank you. That's really, really so nice of you. And such a compliment. I appreciate that. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, and I also, I want to, I want to I, not pave my own lane necessarily but i still want to be unique and be myself and i want to just be i guess authentic to who i am which is you know many different i guess in i was influenced by many different genres mm -hmm. so i feel like that naturally just comes out and i think it comes out in anyone whether you know whether they're quote unquote pop or quote unquote country or hip hop or r&b it's like but everyone's so different. And so that's, I feel like what makes music special. If it was all the same, it would be boring. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I definitely agree. And, and to say that Nashville, like I moved here thinking it was a country town and it's right. not by any no. means. I mean, there's it's every genre music. music is, it's a music yeah. town. Exactly. Yeah. And there's people that I'm like, I've talked to and interviewed. I'm like, wait, what you live in, you live in Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're like a hardcore band or a pop band or whatever it is. It's just totally. interesting to see the the talent here is insane, but it's not all country artists that live here in, in town. But no. Um, yeah, I know. And I think it's even more it's growing to be. I think it, it started as more country, you know. Oh, for it's, sure. But yeah. but but yeah, the just the way that the town is. And I, I think more people are just like, wow, this is incredible. We should all be here. And so mm -hmm. the, the music has grown exponentially. 
And that's why half of California is moving here too, mm-hmm. if you notice that. I know. I think I don't think the I don't think the people that are from here are that excited about that. No, it's like, <laughs> oh hey, where are you from? California. I know. I'm like, oh yeah, no, but well, you could claim yeah. Colorado, at least they probably yeah, true, won't hate you as much. They hate yeah. me. Um just have to lie, yeah. Well, I've I want to hear about your new song. I've I listened yeah. the, the most recent one I've heard is Sweetheart, which is such a yeah. great song. Thank and you. And the way you use sweetheart, like the way you, you, you know, take the two words apart in, in the song, instead of just saying, oh, oh, you're a sweetheart, you have a sweetheart. I, I thought that was super creative and clever as well. But um, so tell me about that song. And I want to hear about this new song you've been kind of teasing since the beginning. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know that kind of happened organically. I like it. Um, sweetheart, yeah, is just, I guess, about, you know, I, I, I came up initially with the the concept, which you were just saying, it, the sweet in your heart, and that felt like a country kind of twist for it. And so my collaborator, Adam Urone, who I wrote it with, and he produced it, but we wrote it over Zoom last year. And um, we were just kind of like, okay, how should we how should we write this? I still see the sweet in your heart. And then it ended up kind of being this like celebratory song for a first love or a high school sweetheart kind of vibe and instead of being the natural Sophia Scott way of like bashing an ex (laughs) I felt like I wanted to write a happier song or like a reminiscent first love kind of song and say I'm wishing you well and just you know there's something so wonderful about that feeling of a first love and a, you know, even if it didn't work out, just hoping like, Oh, if you're, you're still out there. And I hope that, I hope that everybody sees the sweet in your heart kind of thing mm-hmm. and just making it just this unconventional Valentine's day song. Cause we put it out right around Valentine's mm-hmm. day. Um, but yeah, I guess that was kind of the, the thought behind that one. Yeah. I uh, like it. It's such, like I said, it's you. so creative. It's thank so, you. yeah. And what's <laughs> this new one? Cause I don't know anything about the new one. Yeah, it's um so this is like my my baby of a song. And um it's I wrote it like actually almost three years ago. Wow. To the day. Um I was just looking the other I was just looking last night at the um the original note in my phone and it was written on March thirteenth, which is crazy. In twenty eighteen. Oh, so it's four years old. Oh, wow. Yeah, almost four Isn't years the, old. I think that was the day the world closed on the twenty, like on, <laughs> in March 2013, 2020, I think it was. Yeah. Well, no, this was this was twenty eighteen. I know, so but not, it's weird yeah. that oh. it was like to the day. Oh, of, like, oh, I know, I know, I know. Sorry, I see what you're saying. <laughs> Two yeah, years yeah. to the day of whatever. Uh, anyway. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I know. Yeah. That. Uh-huh. I hope that's not a bad like omen. But <laughs> <laughs> sorry for pointing that out. No, no, it's fine. Um, I yeah. So I wrote that. Um. And just going back to what we were talking about at the very beginning with my parents getting divorced, it was, you know, a difficult time as it is for anyone who has gone through that. But it was, I guess when I wrote it, it was like the first time I had ever brought up that trauma, if we want to call it that. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just a very, I guess, healing song for me to write. Um, And it, you know, it started with it's the song is called one of these days okay. um it's coming out march 17th and um but i started writing it about that situation and just you know having to kind of be the bigger sister to my little brother and feel like i had to protect him during this time and just navigating 
going through something so difficult at such a young age and having to grow up faster than I, I guess I would have hoped to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, elaborating on not only that situation, but then on to my, you know, like the first verse is kind of about that. And then the second verse is about me with my own first love and my own first heartbreak. And, um, and then the third verse is kind of like me now just basically figuring out life and being an adulthood and, and how to pay your bills and, you know, navigate your friendships and just new shit that comes your way. And, um, and then the chorus is basically like, I hope that all of these sort of hardships and all these hurdles that we had to go over make sense one of these days, essentially. And hoping that, you know, I think that in every difficulty in life, there's usually some sort of lesson that can be learned. And so just, I guess, not being thankful for the trauma or the traumatic events, but being able to recognize that there's a lesson in all, mm-hmm. in everything and you, that you are able to evolve from it. I love it. I love so, it. Yeah. That's, can- that's that one. I'm excited for it. I've been holding on to it for so long, so I'm really excited about putting it out. And it's coming out on Mar- March 17th, March 17th. Yep. Okay. Very, very cool. Do you have an EP? Is that, is that something yeah, that's so, going to be released as well? Yeah. So the, EP is also called one of these days. It's the title track of this. The the EP is the title track of the song. Um, And yeah, that will be coming out uh, like late spring, early summer. Um, So I'm also very excited about that because up until now, I've only ever released singles. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is my first real project and introduction to me as a, as a, as a body of work. I don't know (laughs) myself as a body of work. Yeah. Very cool. Very, yeah. very cool. And are you, yeah. you're playing around Nashville still? Or do you have shows yeah. coming up or anything? Yeah. Um, I don't have any show, you know, I've been sort of just doing like one-off stuff uh-huh. and a bunch of different writers rounds. They sort of will just come up. Um, I don't really have any on the books as of right now, but okay. I'll let you know. Yeah. I want to come check you out. Yeah. Especially yeah. Since I mean, now that you're town, here. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping the goal is to, you know, get this EP out there and then hop on a hop on a little tour, but we'll see what ends up happening. It's obviously been more difficult with COVID and such. So of course. Yeah. Well, very cool. I love what you have out so far. I can't wait to hear this new one. And I really, really Thank appreciate you. you doing this. This has been awesome. Thank you Me so much. Too. So, so wonderful talking to you. Thank you. I have one more question for you. One more quick one. Uh, Do you have any advice for aspiring artists? Ooh, yes. Um, I think my advice is to, it's too easy, but I would say just to believe in yourself because in this industry, it is so easy to lose your way. And you know, you can't necessarily count on everyone else to believe in you and to do that. And you just, you know, it's easy to get cut down so quickly when there's like doors shutting in your face, um, metaphorically and maybe in reality. (laughs) Um, And I think if you don't believe in yourself that you can't, you can't make it happen. And so just, yeah, that's, I guess, that's my number one thing as easy and maybe cheesy as it sounds. That's, that's my, 